What's up? It's Delaney, and I'd love to invite you to become an honorary co-host of the Self-Helpless Podcast. Do you want to pick episode topics and guests? Done. Want to surprise your loved ones with shout-outs on the show for a birthday, project launch, a much-needed divorce? Whatever you're up to, would love to be a part of the celebration. Get your favorite and least favorite quotes featured on the podcast, submit questions for our special guests, and find lots more new features and surprises at patreon.com slash selfhelpless. You'll also get added to our patron insider email list to easily redeem rewards via a quick email reply because we know hanging out on Patreon isn't everyone's thing. You can also opt out of emails if you prefer to be a silent supporter of the show. And don't worry, we do not Scrooge McDuck these contributions. 100% of proceeds go directly to operating expenses that make this weekly podcast possible and available to all. Learn more at patreon.com selfhelpless or simply click the link in this episode's description. Thank you for helping me fill the void of being the last standing host of the Self Helpless Podcast. Thank you so much. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. My mind's playing tricks on me. Self-Helpless with Kelsey Cook, Delaney Fisher, and Taylor Tomlinson. Hey, you guys. How's it going? Welcome back to Self-Helpless. I'm Kelsey Cook. I'm Taylor Tomlinson. I'm Delaney Fisher. (laughs) And we've got a bonus episode for you guys this week. Um, We did a swap cast, which we hadn't done before. Super cool. Uh, But it's where you go on to somebody else's podcast, and then we put up the file on our end, and he puts it up on there. So we went on the Mike Tolley show on SiriusXM. It was a great time. Uh, Mike Tolley is uh, a great radio guy and is on the Jason Ellis show, so you might know him from that on SiriusXM yeah. as well. Um, and you get the opportunity to hear us uh, at 10.30 in the morning, which is when we <laughs> recorded it. Yes. Yeah. It's very early for very some early. of us. <laughs> yes. uh, Lunchtime for others of us. <laughs> yeah. So we, uh, we got to talk about self-helpless stuff with him, and he got to talk to us about all kinds of things. It was, yeah. uh, we delved into He's Just Not That Into You. Yeah. And really got into some like relationship stuff, which I thought was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Like uh, everybody's points of views on relationships, which was interesting to me. Yeah. Yeah. He came from a, a place that I feel like we haven't talked about yet on the podcast before. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was nice hearing a, a guy's perspective on like when he met his uh, his now wife, how that how that went and how that felt. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So um, we just nice for us to be interviewed for a change. I mean, <laughs> oh, we work hard. Hello, <laughs> we have interesting things to say too. Don't you want to know what I do with my day? <laughs> um, so we just wanted to do this quick intro for it because there is not an intro in the actual episode. So we're just going to plug our social media. Uh, I'm at Kelsey Cook on Twitter, at Kelsey Cook Comedy on Instagram, and uh, KelseyCook.com. I will also be in Seattle and Portland this weekend with Jim Norton at the Neptune Theater and Aladdin Theater. So nice. my Pacific Northwest. West people come come to one of those shows. It's gonna hey be great. Yo. Yeah. Uh, my website's ttomcomedy.com. My Instagram is at ttomcomedy, and my Twitter is at Taylor Tomlinson. And this weekend, I'm gonna be at Wise Guys in Salt Lake City. Woohoo! Woo! 
Uh, DelaneyFisher.com at Delaney Fisher. And this weekend I will be in my bedroom <laughs> probably making out with my boyfriend <laughs> and oh. eating a burrito. You lucky bitch. <laughs> uh, please, as always, subscribe to Self Helpless on iTunes and give us a five-star rating and review. Um, you guys have been so great. We keep getting just yeah, amazing Yeah, thank you for the ones. support. We're going to be reading some of those reviews soon. And we're in the process of getting shirts made. And we're going to start sending out shirts. Oh, so yeah. A five-star rating and review. So take a second to do that. It helps us a lot. You can follow Mike Tolley as well. Um, he's at Tolley on Twitter, T-U-L-L-Y. And it is The Tolley Show, The Mike Tolley Show on Sirius. So go uh, subscribe to that. You can subscribe to his podcast on iTunes. And, uh, yeah. At Tollywood on Instagram. At Tollywood on Instagram. Perfect. Uh, that's it, I think. That's yeah. It. All right. Enjoy the episode, you guys. Hello. 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 Welcome. <laughs> Thanks for having us, Mike. Thank you. Yeah, I wasn't sure if you were saying hi to the listeners or to us. I know. So. We all chimed in. That was a perfect white girl chorus. <laughs> yes. Hello. The white Destiny's Child. Yes. <laughs> Are you, I know you're spelled comedians. Are you comedians? Have I been overpronouncing the second half of that word? Have I been, <laughs> have I been Cajuning that unnecessarily? Uh, I go by comedian. Yeah. I-A-N. What about yeah. you guys? I, I hate it when people say Me comedian. Too. <laughs> Why, yeah. just because of the gender specificity? Yeah, I just don't, I don't know. Does I just it seem don't like, a like le- it. Does it seem like a less than thing? I feel I like it's cool. It's it, Here's the thing. It's so similar to comedian that it's just different enough that people have to be like, the next one's a comedian. Yeah, right. And right. they put a little extra, like, stank on it. And right. you're like, I don't, I don't like how you said that. Right. Paprika just, on the end. Yeah. yeah. Seasoning. It's like saying mm. this next one's a lady. Get yes. ready for some lady views, yeah. you know? <laughs> well, you say that like it's a bad thing. <laughs> Get ready for this egg sack. (laughs) (laughs) So gross. Yeah, I don't know. So the three of you combined forces and decided to do a self-help podcast. Are you equally insane or is one of you more insane than the rest? I think we're (laughs) equally insane in different ways. Yeah, we all have our things. I mean, there seems to be a reoccurring theme on the show with Delaney's tits where she shows. I I, I caught a bit of that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. She shows her tits for many reasons. So that's like yeah. her little nugget of yeah. weirdness, Very I think. open. I might be too open where I overshare to where like my boyfriend doesn't listen to the podcast anymore. He's like, I just don't need to know certain things about you. Um, <laughs> but my type of self-improvement that I love is the whole minimalism movement. Just having as little as possible. Yeah, you're oh, good okay. with that. You like she like threw away diaries and stuff. Oh I mean, yeah, she yeah, feels she was nothing. Rude. I was. <laughs> that's that's madness. Cold hearted. Cold. Yeah. 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 I think Delaney is the chillest of all of us, and I think minimalism adds up like adds up to that. Yeah. I'm you probably... sound more like Santa Monica crazy. That that's barely nice. qualifies. Yeah. Very nice. I like Santa Monica. <laughs> yeah. Just that rolling around great. in the sand. This is oh, I, I love Venice Beach. Yeah. yeah. And then I'm probably the most, I'm the youngest, and I'm probably the most inexperienced. And I think I'm a little more closed off and less chill. And I think, Kelsey, uh, <laughs> tell me if you disagree. I think you're a nice, healthy medium where, mm. like, you put yourself yeah. out there and you're really open to stuff and you try things, but you're also, like, very perfectionistic <laughs> yes. and, right. like, very hard on yourself. And 
I would say. Do you yeah. think that's yeah, the that spectrum? I think so. There's like a little Drekel and Hyde situation happening in Kelsey's oh, brain yeah. at all times, I think. <laughs> Between like, let's let loose and have fun, but, but do it right. Do it correctly the first time. Let loose perfectly. Yes. Yeah. Let's have fun, but let's not get all crazy here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, let me phrase the same question a, a different way. Uh, which one of you would have a person in your life, maybe in your past, who would have the most insane story of you being insane? Be it a boyfriend, <laughs> be it a family member. <laughs> Because I didn't really get an answer uh, the first time around. Oh, I mean, yeah. probably Delaney. I think <laughs> there's some, I don't know, Kelsey might have some stories as well. But yeah. I definitely have some stuff that if it got out, it would be real different. Uh, I'd be a really <laughs> different person. I mean, I don't know. I mean, well, like I what? Just... <laughs> well, the boob stuff is just kind of the, what do you call it? The, the icing on the cake. Yeah, there's some more stuff in that regards that I maybe have done where I've oh been gosh. explorative in certain <laughs> ways. Um, you know, maybe like some sex, some sex stuff. I, I, can we I, say I, sex I stuff? I sort of gathered that. Yeah, yeah, you can say whatever you want. This is an uncensored show. Some kind of like, you know, some group things. <laughs> some, group, some group projects. Yeah. Some group some work. group work. Do you have That's some crazy cool. like skeletons in your closet? Well, I mean, we shared on the self helpless podcast that with feng shui stuff when oh, I was yeah. in college with my roommate, I told her that she couldn't put board games in a certain <laughs> area of the home because that was the love and relationship <laughs> corner, and it would bring games into our relationships. And she was like, "Wow, you're a fucking witch! Like that's <laughs> not normal behavior at all. Like you shouldn't share that with anybody that you think that that's how life works." Yeah. So yeah, I mean, there's definitely things where it's like, "Wow, yeah, that's not." mentally stable at all. Right. Cut to years later where you're sharing them on a podcast yeah. very publicly and yeah. converting us to feng shui Yeah, witches. well, it, it works. Are you a feng shui guy, Mike? I mean, I have noticed that if I arrange my furniture a certain way, I'm less apt to, like, bump into things. Okay. <laughs> hey, that's great. That's very practical. You're spatially yeah. feng shui Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess so. But if you put, like, a couch in a certain corner, you're like, oh, well, this is interesting. My, you know, life is a little better. Nothing nothing to that. Yeah, one time we had, I knew this guy very briefly who was, I mean, looked looked and talked exactly like Hulk Hogan, <laughs> except that his job was, he was not an artist. I'm sure he was in his spare time, but he arranged, like, uh, when there was an art show, he okay. arranged the room with the art. Okay. And he was like, okay, you guys go out for an hour. And we came back, and he had, like, I mean, things that had been pieces of Halloween costumes became, like, chandeliers. Wow. And it was fucking incredible. Oh, it was so wow. good. And the couches were, because we had this tiny little apartment in New York, had obviously been flush against the walls. Now they were sort of, like, pinched, like, curved inward, which should okay. have made no sense, but it actually made the room seem longer. So Ooh. I'm totally aware that you can work, this is, Decorating more than yeah, this has yeah. interior design. Yeah. I'm aware. Yeah. But, but um, what you do with your space? Okay, I'm, I'm definitely a huge, huge person. I used to be incredibly messy when I was a kid. I had to. I waited all my life to get my own bedroom. I shared it with my sister until we were way too old to be sharing a bedroom. I okay. finally got it within well, Skywalker three... action. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we might have had the force. And <laughs> may or may not have. Within like three months, I buried it in so much shit I could no longer like walk in there or sleep in there, and I just started sleeping on the couch. So Whoa. I was. A particularly messy person. I believe we all know anal retentive. They, I believe there's a Freudian term that is anal expulsive. And I believe I was anal expulsive. <laughs> wow. Whereas, You're shitting everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's why I couldn't go back. <laughs> I mean, which is crazy because the bathroom was right down the hall. Oh, yeah, my God. Where you eat. Yeah. And now I like 
kind of if I'm going to do some work at home, I I almost can't do it until I've completely cleared up and organize this yeah, space. Yeah, that's how I am too. Yeah, so I've completely flipped on that. And again, not exactly feng shui, more more cleaning the house, I understand. Yeah, but I no. do feel like I get the idea. That makes total yeah. sense. I mean, I've said that before, that if your place looks like shit, you're going to feel like shit too. It yes. all correlates. What happened in your life that made you flip like that? Like, why did you make such a big change? I don't, nothing, there was no, there was no eureka moment whatsoever. I was still really shitty. I, I lost it, I mean, very literally uh, shitty. <laughs> lost the deposit of my first apartment because we let our cat uh, just like constantly defecate and my, oh my, my God. roommate my roommate had a cl- pile of clothes that it yeah. turned out we weren't changing the litter box often enough so the cat oh, was just like no. I'll make my oh own my litter box oh, no. so uh, clearly I hadn't changed by the time I was 19 okay I don't know somewhere along the way like I think I uh, a, a lot of people nowadays seem to really value like staying a kid forever and keeping in touch with their inner child I really always liked the idea of being an adult and I think at a certain point I was just like I want to be an adult. And when I started to make a tiny little bit of money, like just like waiter money, yeah. and I was like, I have a home. You know, I have a car. Yeah. I want to take care of these things. Yeah, why, would right. I, why would I trash my shit? I spend a lot of money on it. And it kind of just went from there. Yeah. And then I married a super messy woman. The <laughs> <laughs> ditches, man. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> just throwing the, it. the bobby pins everywhere. Yeah. Yep. Uh, my, da- my dad always told me, like, just ingrained in my head, like, you have to be clean or boys, like, won't want to date you. Oh, my you know? Like, it, to the point where I'm like, oh, my God, I have to do this. And now I'm just super OCD about my space and my boyfriend's a complete disaster and I'm like "Um, what about the other guy you know (laughs) what about the other guy yeah my parents were like what kind of wife are you going to make if you can't make your bed in the morning and I was like I don't know man just like I probably won't how about that a tiny child bride yeah Yeah. (laughs) you're 12 it's right around the corner you've had your menses for two years (laughs) get it together we didn't prepare this dowry for nothing Oh man. These chickens are gonna die soon. <laughs> Get on Tinder. Yeah. Get your shit together, Taylor. Oh man. So you talked about, I believe, the art the war of art. Yeah, that yes. was uh Steven Pressfield. Yeah. Yeah. I think I great. I think I went through that. Great read. Yeah, I'm sure it was at the time. I, there was- <laughs> <laughs> Clearly Ooh. didn't make any lasting impression. I think I scribbled down a bunch of notes. You know, I was like, yeah, oh, that's good. Yeah. I got and then got right. where those notes yeah. are. But uh, I, in the description, the capsule description you did for that episode, correct me if I'm wrong. You you pondered the question: uh, Are you more afraid of success or mm. failure? And I gather yeah. that is a war of art thing. Totally, yeah, mm-hmm. so good. That is that. Like, did any of you say that you were more afraid of success than failure? Because that doesn't make any sense. I think it mm. honestly I think it depends on where you are in your career cuz I think I'm equally afraid of both personally yeah. but if I have a lot of stuff happening in my career I'm more afraid of success because it feels like that's what's that's where it's leaning at the moment but if nothing's happening I'm more afraid of failure because I feel like that's the direction oh, I'm that's leaning a good in. way to put it yeah. Yeah, yeah but I think it just depends on where you're at cuz like if that. something's happening too fast you feel like oh I'm not ready for it I don't deserve it and then if nothing's happening, you're like, why isn't anything happening? I'm obviously not good enough for anything to ever happen to me. I should go jump off a bridge. Like, you're mm. just so hard on yourself either way. You from the Midwest? No, but people often think I am. And I don't Same. know if it's because of my face or the fact that <laughs> people have told me I have a very accent. middle America kind of face. Thank you. I do. I'm very... I'm, for the listeners. 
listeners at home, I'm very round and wholesome. Uh, uh, men don't even. Cherubic? I have Illinois, a, I have Ohio face. Features. She's wearing a lot of Green Bay Packers gear. Oh I know. It's, yeah. That's it's what it hat is. On. <laughs> is. A Rockford, Illinois hat? face. Yeah. yeah. So All right. Nice. I'll, tur- I'll turn the cheese hat backwards uh, so I look a little more street. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, no, I say on stage, like, I'm very wholesome. Men don't even picture me naked. They just picture me helping their mom on Christmas. <laughs> I did. I thought I picked up a bit of an accent. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's good. I'm very. Uh, I oof. I yeah. It's bad. <laughs> but I, I'm I'm curious why in this day and age anybody would think that they might be undeserving of fame or success when we see so many people who bring nothing to the table who have so much. <laughs> that's success. a great so point. So you're scared. You're that person. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. I I'm think not that's afraid why. of it. That's like, <laughs> right. Fine by oh, me. You're very talented. The rest of us are still working. We're struggling. Yeah. I'm yeah. just saying, I, was, I have a, a, a modest amount of success at this very moment in time, and I used to wake up in, you know, and have night terrors that, oh my God, I'm never going to do anything uh, with myself. And wow. then I got a little, somewhere a little bit right now, and I'm like, oh, that's yeah. better. That's yeah. like I can't, I can't, I really yeah. explain to me what the fear of success would look like. So I hear that all the time and I really can't relate. I'm actually equally afraid of both, but I also equally embrace both because in my head, there's pros and cons to failure and there's pros and cons to success. Mm. And so for me, it's like, okay, if I fail at this entertainment industry stuff, maybe I'll just be a really good mom and enjoy <laughs> yes. my life that way. Or, you know, hey, if something takes off, we start touring together and that, that is going to change there's pros and cons to that. I'm I'm loving my job, but maybe my social life is struggling. You know, stuff like that yeah, in, in other relationships. Or relationship like is kind of strange. So I don't know. I'm kind of just along for the ride, but I get why people could be afraid of both. Yeah. Are you yeah, afraid yeah. of more of one or the other, Kels? Yeah, I think there's something, especially with uh, with comedians, where you have a fear that you're going to get some exposure and then not be ready for it. Like, yes. yeah. there's a very common thing with comedians where you look back on your material even just eight months before where you are and you're like, ugh, ugh, Mm. don't like, don't like that set or I don't like that joke anymore or whatever. And so you're always seeking that kind of exposure and TV spots and stuff like that. But then there's a fear that you're not actually ready for whatever you just got. So I think there's a fear of success in that way that you're going to regret it or something. Yep. Everything I've done on TV. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't want to split hairs, but that doesn't exactly sound like the fear of success because it sounds like if you get the shot and you're not ready well then you will fail mm-hmm. success oh. would just success would just be they've More offered failure. me a netflix special and yeah. i do it and maybe i look back on the jokes and i don't love them but like but people seem to like it and then i get start getting movie roles like that's what right. success is yeah. who would be who would be afraid of that what Ooh. is the downside it of depends that? on your definition of success also yeah. i think because i've you know like you look at Certain people, I was trying to think of who it is. I can't remember who said this, but I heard some comedian on some podcast or something talking about Amy Schumer and saying, like, oh, yeah, she's she's good for a 10-year comic. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, even at 10 years, people are like, yeah, you know, you're fine for being 10 years in. And it's like, yeah. so should I just hibernate for the next 20 years? <laughs> until Should I just hide in the Midwest doing bar shows right. until I'm, like, good oh. enough for people to see? Because even if you're successful and you do movies and stuff – you know failure to you could be like losing the respect of your peers or something right. or okay. certain people not thinking you're good or your heroes not thinking you're good or like you said it could be getting those opportunities and then not receiving like critical acclaim for them or people not liking it and then you know having to go back to the drawing board yeah i'm afraid of isolation with success being yes. so successful that you don't like s- 
start to trust anybody or, you know, like somebody always wants something from you and you feel like you can't relate to anybody anymore. That's my that's my fear with like mm, being ultimately very successful is like, oh, it just keeps leading to more things where I feel kind of alone. Well, That's okay. I kind me. of understand that. Uh, I mean, we're all many, many steps away from that, you know, Steven right. Seagal level of, yeah, of, right. of, yeah. of isolation. And I'd like to think that you could pump the brakes right. a little bit if you wanted to <laughs> yeah, somewhere along the way and settle into a comfortable level of celebrity. But I guess we do see that people who get close do tend to go for the brass rings. And maybe there is something that's more addictive and into- intoxicating about being that close to the, you know, the top of the mountain than, than us mere mortals can realize. Yeah. Right. Well, and also the bigger you get, the more that like the trolls come out and all that stuff. And I, I mean, you just talked about Amy Schumer. I think that's such a great example Mm -hmm. of somebody who, like, man, she is gone. You, if you look at her Mm -hmm. Instagram comments, like the comments on her pictures, there are so many people that are like, "I love you, you're amazing," and so many people that are like, "I fucking hate you." It's like, wow, that has to be hard just on a day to day basis to deal with that because that that didn't used to be her life you right. know it was just coming up and not having that kind of but if you get so much exposure it's really hard to turn that off and it happened very very quickly for her there yeah. weren't i mean she was a commodity before she became amy schumer but she was when she was on the jason ellis show like literally wrestling our co-host to the ground <laughs> i think her instagram was getting like you know several hundred or several thousand likes and people going awesome great show right. and then it all of a sudden it was the TV show and the movie, and I think that the, to, to just wake up one day and be there has got to be yeah, that's tough. So you know? yeah. yeah, but great again. So that's like I think right there, such uh, she must want to keep that level of success. Yeah, but there are drawbacks to being that exposed all the time. Now that's got to be hard in ways. Yeah, and so. a different person might not handle it as well. Like Delaney yeah. was talking about isolation. Maybe if Delaney were in that position, she mm. would feel like, oh, this isn't worth it. Like, I just right. want to take an anonymous slap around Target. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I do love my Target. Famous, famous mm-hmm. movie star comedian strolling around bottomless in Target. <laughs> bottomless. Love it. That's the new step. She's been uh, doing a lot of topless stuff. I have. Bottoms oh. are next. Oh, man. I just like to go on the record that the group stuff just happened one time. And it wasn't as crazy as you're Delaney probably thinking. immediately regrets well, sharing. Like, I opened with that, and that was... Yeah. That was a strong choice. That was a very strong choice. Yeah. Everybody ought to once. Come on. <laughs> we're, only, we're only here once. Let's ch- hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. YOLO. <laughs> So we all uh, took a look at a, uh, a, I guess he's just not that into you qualifies as a self-help 
book. Oh, yeah, for definitely. Sure. I don't yeah. know if dating guide because when I think of self help, I like self help books, and I will. I did read The War of Art, and uh, but I, that but, didn't stick for you. What's your favorite self help book? I don't. Yeah. I don't have one. Like, What's enjoy... something that resonated with you the most? Oh, yeah. Okay, well, I'll tell you. Recently, I was going through a tough time, and I read, and I'm I'm somewhat embarrassed to admit this. Um, Return to Love. Which was oh really I you don't know, know. Oh, but you, now that's goes oh, on our list that yeah. Must. yeah it sounds like a lifetime movie yes. so <laughs> into it it's sure like does. she's a Oprah approved okay lady. Makes I sense. guess there was if I remember correctly there was some sort of like Christian mystic in in like the fifties or sixties or something who like wrote a bunch of shit and nobody cared and, and nobody remembered and then this one woman was like a train wreck and stumbled upon it and her whole book is like I deserve none of the credit like literally she just puts like clips from that lady's book oh wow and oh. then comments on oh, it and to the extent that i remember it, it it's it's just basically saying go towards go towards love go towards the life source and it's a really weird thing and i've noticed this with self-help books is whatever was going on with me at the time it was like i couldn't put it down it was like yes this mm. is exactly what i need to hear and then i recently felt like i could use a little bit of like a psychic tune-up and i saw it and i picked it up and i was like these words make no sense. This book is like gibberish. Really? So there was something kind of weird about, you know, when I was in a certain place, it really spoke to me. And I think that's my take. You know what got me into self-help books is um, Drew Carey's autobiography because he thanked or dedicated it to like self-help authors because he's like, I was totally like, didn't believe in myself. You know, why why should I be the one who's successful? And he's like, no one of them. I read all of them. Oh, wow. You know, I did not know that. And it gave That's me it gave affairs. me this yeah. this insight, you know, that cuz I think what it does is unless it's a totally bad shit crazy book, um it just like centers you a little bit and it makes you more mindful. Yeah. It makes you think, "Oh right, what am I doing?" Right. You know, and and regardless of whether you then write your greatest wish on a piece of paper and burn it by the ocean or whatever, <laughs> you are living with intent and with purpose and that in and of itself makes, you know, calms down the chaos in your mind. Yeah. So it's it's it I almost think of self-help books the same way I think of like um alternative medicine, aka placebos. It can work <laughs> if you mm. if you believe it's working. Yeah. yeah that... But if it's working, then who the fuck cares if it's a placebo? Exactly. That's how we're feeling about The Secret. We all uh, watched The yes. Secret uh, documentary, if you can call it that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it's like, hey, if it's helping people, it works. Right. Same thing with Tony Robbins. Oh, if Tony, Tony Robbins, Robbins is crazy. making people not kill themselves, hey, it works. Might yeah. not work for everybody, but it worked for one person. It yeah. works. Same with feng shui. Yeah. It's like, I, you know, I don't can't measure the scientific energy in my apartment or whatever but if i'm putting a goals poster up but i'm looking at what i want to accomplish every day mm-hmm. it's probably helping me move toward that more than if i wasn't seeing that every day so you know yeah yeah and again so much of where you're at like you brought up he's just not that into you we had the author or one of the authors greg barrett on because he's also a comic and mm-hmm. we knew him through stand-up who can forget the greg um, barrett show yes exactly yes. He was so amazing. funny so good um mm-hmm. and delaney's first self-help book was also his second book that he wrote yeah with his wife co-wrote it's a he's it's it's called a breakup because it's broken and that was mm-hmm. totally timing right yeah when you read that yeah i was i was 19 i just gone through the worst breakup I've ever been through. And yeah, it helped me just survive and feel like less awful, you know? Yeah. And it was so cool to actually talk to him face to face. I get that. Those, yeah, those, cool. w- w- those young breakups are just oh, so brutal. Oh, so like your world's so over. Yeah. yeah. You have no map for no. what you're supposed to be doing or feeling or what's normal. And oh my uh, God. Yeah. I would just break down and cry in front of strangers. I've mm-hmm. never done that before. 
Oh my god! Time I've done that. How about since? Since <laughs> not so much. Oh, yeah, it's pretty, pretty good. Shout out to Greg Barrett. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thanks, Greg. Isn't it yeah, funny how that first breakup is so horrendous, but then afterward, breakups are never that yeah. bad again because you're just like, well, you'll never get me that raw. No, the first cut is the deepest, <laughs> yeah, Taylor. The That's first how... cut is the deepest because it really it's is. it's you realizing that you can't trust your own feelings because you thought <laughs> this was it, yeah. and then it wasn't, and so now for the rest of your life, you're like, well, I feel like this is it, but it probably isn't. It was like, like that last yeah. time. Like the loss of innocence or, you know, mm-hmm. na- like naivety. Naivete. Naivete. Yeah. Naivete, yeah. I was just AP like, oh. English themes. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, people suck. Yeah. And people are going to continue to suck, and I need to watch out for red flags of people sucking. That's kind of how that I your, felt. That was your takeaway, huh? That was my takeaway. <laughs> I was like, oh, like, you know, some guy might do this again. Yeah. Can I ask what you went through that you were feeling like you needed to go back to that book or uh if you don't want to share that's fine yeah but. no i don't mind telling you i was um i i i uh i think i was just really overworked and i was just filling every available moment of the day with like well but that's that's not enough i should be doing this i should be mm-hmm. doing that yeah. yep. and i started to get i mean i again i feel lame admitting this but i started to get a really persistent like brain fog kind of thing where the harder i worked actually the less i was able to focus to the yeah. extent that i was like i'll wait six months and if and if it's still going on i'm gonna, like, gonna go to a doctor and wow. like, i went to like a neurologist and she's wow. just like 50 percent of the people that i see are about to die and the other 50 percent are are people who work too hard and i have a feeling wow. i have a feeling that yeah. you're in the second <laughs> half of that yeah but yeah. i really was like having trouble like just getting my bearings and and um you know I, I simultaneously wanted to move forward but was having trouble even taking care of the shit i need to do on a day-to-day basis wow yeah. so uh yeah that's most, so most, interesting well, mostly better now yeah I just blow shit off now <laughs> yeah <laughs> you, you get, some, get some brain overcast yeah. the occasional yeah. cloud but yeah okay. yeah yeah none of the fog so that's why interesting very cool yeah. so i think i really needed something at that point yeah yeah, yeah. that makes sense mm-hmm. yeah you can, yeah you search for one of those books when you're just there's what else am i supposed to do right. like it's kind of like a I don't know, a last resort and a way to make yourself feel better before totally. you seek actual, you know, professional help. Yeah, you're I looking think. for connection. Yeah. Those books yeah. always make yeah. you feel less alone. Right. And for what I was going through, I knew that drinking wasn't going to help because that typically would have been something that I would have done at least, yeah. you know. I, yeah. Um, and I'm a little bit older than I think all of you. I'm at the point in my life where I can have a couple of drinks and just be ruined the next day. So <laughs> yeah. I was just like, if I'm already... I'm 84 in my heart. So, <laughs> yeah, I was like, so if I'm ruined sober, having a couple of drinks is, is only going to make this worse tomorrow. Right. Yeah. And, and I still made that mistake 20, 30, 40 times. Right. Until I was like, okay, get a, get an Oprah book. Right. Get an Oprah book. <laughs> it's not going to make you feel worse. That's the thing. It's yeah. like, hey, reading yeah. this book, you already feel so bad yeah. that reading this is not going to... Yeah, you know, make it. That's not going to make worse. it worse. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the woman who wrote it is like a total crazy person. You know, and you can <laughs> kind of feel that coming through self. Oh yeah, books. you're like oh. they really wrote this for themselves, <laughs> and, it's, and it's not working. Yeah, <laughs> those are the best kinds. Yeah, but there's so many different genres of of self help, and it, like you said, it's so dependent on where you are in life. And what was so cool about interviewing Greg is that it was nice to like kind of bridge the gap to of like he was a stand up for years and years before he wrote that first book and kind of stumbled into it while he was a consultant at Sex in the City and just hearing how he sort of embraced the like self help culture and what it's been able to do for people and what he's been able to contribute while still being you know not like a total self help junkie himself he doesn't come off like that yeah. he's just seems like a very positive grounded funny person whose first love is stand-up, but just kind of fell into this other thing and realizes how beneficial it can be 
for for people who are in t- tough spots you know what i mean yeah very trustworthy very right real. yes well like for all of the knocks on religion religion used to kind of play a role in our society it was a thing that you could at least like orient your you know i'm having a tough time well i'll go kneel in a church and say right. something to the guy on the stick you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's that's largely the guy on the stick that's oh coming God. to a food court near you yeah, yeah. guy on a stick oh and it's one of those crackers God. from Mongolia. Yeah. <laughs> but when that went away, nothing really popped up to replace it. So we still have the spiritual element of our lives, but we don't have like this tradition that we're raised in, whatever religion you would have been raised in, right. you know, that, that this is where you go when you have yeah. prob- yes. issues of the soul. Yeah. Yoga has taken over for that. Now. Kind of. Yeah, <laughs> yes. The yeah. Bikram. I have not tried it myself, but. I love it. That is yeah. probably where I go to feel the most sort of. Because I'm not religious at all. But it is one place where it's like, okay, you're physically not allowed to be on your phone for an hour. Mm-hmm. And there is somebody that's saying nice things to you, like, <laughs> shut your mind off and think nice thoughts. And it's you kind of have no choice but to at least try to do that. And it's helpful. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. like yoga. I've done some yoga. Yeah. That's good. I'm Are you? I've uh, brought my boyfriend with me a couple times. Are you usually, like, one of the only guys in the class? Yeah. Yeah. He kinda, is, too. He's like a good that. sport about it. He likes it. It's just sometimes it's... Uh, pretty female heavy in there <laughs> Dude, it's one i mean i was taking classes at la fitness but yeah. frankly it's it's one of the perks is that there's like fit women wearing skin tight clothing it's everywhere, good motivation contorting right? their bodies <laughs> oh yeah and so like yeah fuck yeah all you're I'm the straight guy a in drama club i'm also a married guy in drama club oh, so yeah, yeah that's a bummer that, for but, you but yeah like checking out girls while you're holding a pose is like totally one of the perks of it totally. yeah well yeah. if you're in the plays you get to kiss the lead and it's just acting Acting. So <laughs> my analogy still works. Yeah, I, I did do that as well. I tapped, I, I tap danced in, in singing in the rain in high school. Oh did you really? For that very reason. Oh, I'm oh. trying so hard not to be the douchey person that goes, "Can you tap dance for us real quick?" Yeah, I, I want to see, see some tape? pictures. I can yeah. ta- I can tap dance. Some Gene like, Kelly, like when they bring would bring Gene Kelly out in a telethon, and he was like 95 years old, and it's like, oh look, Gene still got it. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the steps oh. I can do. Tolly's coming in hot still. Yeah, exactly. Ooh, look at him tapping that foot. I wonder, spry ankles. I wonder if he liked that or if he's just like, remember me as I was. <laughs> yeah. Gene Kelly was so good. Oh, Sing in the Rain's just a perfect film. Uh, yeah. It's funny that we have to like go to classes and like pay money to not look at our phones for hours on it. Like that's what I do when I go to the movies, like alone. Sometimes I do that just so I won't be on my phone for a little while. Mm, yeah. So it's like meditative. That's unless problematic. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you just buy like why don't we all buy dumb phones and these are my smartphone hours and these are my dumb phone hours. Right. Oh, yeah. I can throw your phone in the ocean if you want. Could you, you know? do that just for throw, me? I just light it on fire. <laughs> like, hey I miss your phones. I wish somebody would make, well, they probably have a dumb phone that you don't have to hit the number key three times to get to the letter that you want. Because that's <laughs> yes. the only thing that would really, yeah. if I had like a, a phone call and texting, like moderately kind of yeah. semi-retarded phone, that would be <laughs> perfect for me on weekends. Yeah. I don't know that I could ever go back to a flip phone. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. If it yeah. was just, if it was a smartphone, but with only text and calling capability. Yes. And mm-hmm. email. No, <laughs> no, and the Instagram. emails with and so emojis. Because right. like I don't mind not <laughs> not seeing crush. Instagram and Facebook for the whole day, but like those important emails that come in, they feel time sensitive. Yes. That's what kills me. Uh, it's like, oh, I got to email this person back right now. 
Oh, uh, you got one of those jobs though, where like Saturday emails have to get answered Saturday kind of thing. No, I don't. I'm oh. just well, an that's asshole. Not, that's, that's pretty much on, <laughs> yeah. essentially on you. I'm, yeah, I feel, I'm just totally OCD. Like, oh my gosh, I need to respond right this minute. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Um, do you do any of you see yourselves in the women who are depicted in He's Just Not That Into You? Ooh, that's, that's a, a good question. question. I don't know. I feel like we should refer to the movie characters because that has a narrative and it's more fun to say, I'm a Scar Joe. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think, I mean, do you guys think you relate mostly to Winston? Jen Aniston character, I would say, would Ooh. be me eventually. Where I don't... I'm just like, Meh, we should probably get married. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We have a great relationship. We should probably just like, make this shit official. Yeah, really? after being together for like after 10 years. After being together like forever. That. Hint, hint. But then know? I'd be like, if he doesn't want to, I'm like, all right, that's fine. That's how I can see <laughs> okay, myself that's being. that's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I don't yeah. know. I haven't seen the movie, nor will I ever. Oh, that's <laughs> okay. <laughs> well. But I, but I assume that there's just a bunch of women who are with guys who are not that into them. And then at the 11th hour, they meet guys who are super into them. Yeah. There's one, one particular character that's like that. Everything else has kind of different storylines. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Whoa, sweet man cave. Thanks. Serious upgrade. How'd you pay for all this? I got a home equity line of credit from Figure. I was approved in five minutes and had funding in five days. Wow, that fast and easy? Yep, the application is 100% online, plus no out-of-pocket costs, just fast access to the cash you need. How do I get started? Go to figure.com and get that serious upgrade. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Um, I feel like maybe the Jennifer Connelly, the, I tend to... Uh, look at the best parts of somebody for like a little too long or I put too much weight on that as opposed to dealing with actual problems. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So there's a character in the book who's just like kind of keeps forgiving bad shit happening. And so I've learned now to like establish better boundaries for myself, but I tend to be that type of a person, I guess. Mm. If that makes yeah. sense. There was a bit somewhere in there that I, I copied. Um, this is what it should look like by Greg. My friend Mike liked my friend Laura. After band practice, he asked her out, and now they're married. My friend Russell (laughs) met this girl Amy. They dated and got married. My friend Jeff met a girl out of town and went and visited her the next weekend and never stopped visiting her until he moved in with her. It's really that simple. It's almost always that simple. Yeah. Yeah. I do consider myself, uh, at least so far, one of the lucky ones in the regard that, for me, it was that simple. Oh, wow. I was with a bunch of women that I wasn't that into. Yeah. Because I knew I wanted to be with somebody that I was really, really into. And then when that person came along, I was like, right, it's go time. Oh, right. Awesome. Yeah. How old were you? Uh, uh, I was like 28 or 29. Oh, that's a good cool. age. She only recently told me that she was like 25, which I obviously didn't know at the time. And that in, that she has mild regrets. that Because I always felt so good about it. I think 28 is sort of a perfect age for totally. it to me. Oh, yeah. yeah. But 25 is kind of kind of young yeah and it's just but what could you do after she met me you know right. oh boy no I mean, <laughs> just tap dance right into her heart yes. <laughs> can't say no to that sure, a little one gene tully am i right <laughs> uh but it does it really does work that way it's just like you, yeah you know, if if you have to like pull out all the stops because i've been i've seen women who i knew i dated one girl 
totally fits the profile of the sex in the city in this book. And she was, um, she was attractive and she was successful. And I could feel like she had learned some lessons in her professional life that she thought she could apply to her dating life. That okay. She could be like, oh, we're having a drink, but that's not really that exciting. I see an opportunity to introduce some flair into this. This will become an anecdote. You know, oh, and very not. Yeah. She's using took, you for stories. No, she thought that she could like rub the sticks together and oh, make it into make it happen. The relationship. She felt like she could bachelor it. I guess like, if we plan some real cool dates, we'll, we'll fall, fall in love. love that kind of thing. Yeah, right. Yeah. And in reality, I I was attracted to her, and I met her, and then the more I got to know her, I, I liked her as well, and, yeah. and and so I grew to like her a little bit more. But I was never super into her, and I never became super into her. And yeah. I believe if you can find someone out there who does get roped in like that you will find at best a relationship that the guy has never been totally sure if he should have committed to right right and who the fuck wants that right Right. you can pull it off but you can't make love right can't be done well because you're gonna have doubts even if you have that like total crazy head over heels like immediate spark we're in love completely like you're still gonna immediately or you're still gonna eventually you know sort of you should talk about this. I'm a child. Kelsey, <laughs> I like how you just bailed. I just bailed. I like bailed heard myself spewing all this bullshit. And I was like, Taylor, you've been... Uh, no. How old are you, Taylor? Kelsey, I'm 23. I'm a garbage human. Look, as a 23-year-old, yeah. let me tell you how it is. Yeah. I, honestly, if I met my soulmate right now, I would ruin it. Like, if I met my soulmate right now, even if he was the right guy for me, I would ruin it just by like, you like two's Instagram posts? And then I have to regret it the rest of my life. Like, I... I hope to God I don't meet my soulmate anytime soon. But Kelsey's been in a relationship for five years. Yeah. Five years. So she's the resident uh, expert <laughs> on relationships because her and Kane are adorable. And they're both comedians, which is a feat within itself yeah. Thank you. to have a successful tough. relationship. And Dreamy. you guys met and it was like very immediate. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I felt very, very strongly right away. But I also met him when I was 22 and he was like 24, almost 25. So I also think there's something to be said for if you have kept a relationship going through your 20s, you're going to feel like you've had at least five different relationships with that person because there's so much growth and change happening in your 20s. And you felt like that was super early. I remember you saying, like, you were kind of like, oh, shit. I did. I didn't Already? want to meet him that young. I wouldn't have wanted to. No. Yeah, I didn't I, want so, to when I was that age. I was age. like, fuck. Yeah. You know, but I couldn't. I couldn't unmeet him, and right. so yeah. I, yes. yeah. At that point, I was like, okay, well, I'm I'm in it. I'm going for it. But right. yeah, this is, this is how my wife feels about me. Yeah, <laughs> resentful. Right. It's like being ready for success. Yeah, right. Resentful. I, I, yeah, I love you, but yeah. for the fact that you robbed me of the best years of my life. Yes, hundred yeah. percent. Yes, exactly. Yeah. everything's a mixed bag. Everything is pluses and minuses. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's it is that easy though, because like I I dated everybody before I met my boyfriend. Literally and, everyone. Literally everybody, and uh, just. Felt like there was something wrong with me because I was meeting these great guys and dating these great guys and felt like, wow, they're everything I want on paper. What's wrong with me? I really thought I was a lesbian for a while because I'm like, maybe I'm just not attracted to men. Uh, you know, I was like, maybe I'll start I'll making an okay Cupid profile and start looking for ladies. So you I, did meet a lot of great guys. I met a lot of great guys. Okay. I met a lot so, of so douchers too, course. but there was a great mix in there to the point where I'm like, I just, I don't know what's going on. Maybe I just need to kind of cool it calm down and that's when I met my boyfriend is like when I wasn't looking for anything and I just liked him right away and like oh this is what people are talking about where you like want to spend time with them and you know see them as much as possible and you just you like you don't get sick of them 
I yeah, never yeah. dated somebody that I didn't get sick of before him. Right. And it doesn't yeah. take any sort of weird accommodation. There's no, no there's no mental hoops that you need to leap through. There's yeah. no, well, I just re- have to remember to not blah, blah, blah with this person totally that sets right. them off. Like, or talk right. yourself into loving them. Yeah. 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 Totally myself. It works. Yeah. We all, as human beings, I believe, are equipped to be able to tell emotionally when things are working and when they are not. It's just whether or not you're intellectually honest enough with yourself and brave enough with yourself to right. face facts. Yeah. No, it's great. I can have fun with him, like at the in line at the DMV, just because we're just <laughs> being, you know, yeah. just cracking jokes and talking. Yeah. yeah. Now you guys are way. both in very like <clears throat> authentic, healthy relationships. It's very oh, beautiful. How long have you been married, Mike? Let's see. My kid is uh, five and a half, so six years. Okay. Oh. Wow. <laughs> Not on a real quick. I like that math. <laughs> How's the kid? Is it cool? Yeah. Oh, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's the coolest. Like. <clears throat> Again, I in, in many ways I don't feel like I my life has a lot of lessons for a lot of people's because I, I like I just love I love my wife and she's I mean nobody's perfect but it's I know people who will tell me candidly yeah I'm like seventy percent of the way there on my wife and I don't really know what what, what to do and Wait, it's just like what like seventy percent on the like, way to like, feeling no no like she she's seventy percent of everything I ever wanted is thirty percent too much to oh they what, straight what, up tell you yo Mike I settled I, if I let her yeah. go well no but these people don't necessarily think that they settled I think that they think. I dated people who were 20% of what, of what I wanted or 0% oh. of what I wanted, and I found oh. 70. Interesting. What's the what's the Mendoza line, is what they call it in baseball, of, of mm. where you just go, that's because I'm not at 100%. Yeah. Right. Well, nobody is. Yeah. Right, exactly. That's so what's, what's the number? And I never had to worry about that. You know, it's yeah. just like the more I got to know my wife, I was like, this is just great. This is awesome. And then our kid is like, I know everybody has to say this, but he's just like, he's the coolest kid i mean of course Aww. he's the humongous pain in the ass <laughs> i've been angry at him like three times already today and it's 11 30 <laughs> but he's the greatest so I, I i don't know it's it's not a it's not a problem some yeah. people's kids suck and oh I'm sure yeah that, and i'm sure that i'm told they still love them but i don't see how yeah but they don't like them <laughs> right yeah. yeah i guess so sure. it's just like yeah, if there was a, a you know freight train coming through our living room i'd i guess i would throw myself in front of it <laughs> yeah does, i mean doesn't mean i want to take you for ice cream <laughs> right exactly yeah. like, i don't want to hang out with you bro like yeah. but i'll yeah. feed you and stuff yeah right. i have a question for you did you always want kids or did that that cha- you always wanted and you knew that or did that change when you got older yeah, apparently I used to, I mean, I, I would have told you yes, but apparently more strongly than I used to. Apparently I used to get drunk and say it. Really? Oh my God, you're like the Michael Scott. You're like, I just want to have a million children so I can oh. have friends forever. <laughs> you know that That's scene? That's so no, sweet. I don't. Uh, <laughs> in the office? Uh, I, I, I never really got Dipped beyond in and the, out. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh. I, I did the English one and I was like, I know the American one's a whole yeah. different thing, but I was pretty yeah. good with the English yeah. one. Oh, okay. That's so Hips. sweet that, that you nice. wanted them that yeah. badly. Yeah, I feel like some guys are like, Mm, they don't know and then all of a sudden they really want them or they just don't ever really want them and then their their lady friend talks them into it yeah i don't get the people who don't know and i know i've offended some people by being blunt about that i can totally understand not wanting children and my advice to anybody if you're kind of like i think i might but maybe you don't right because i used to always tell my friends like oh maybe you're not sure but once you see that kid and then i actually did it and stopped talking out of my ass and (laughs) yeah no if you think you don't want kids then that's a totally legitimate angle and i read a there was a recent study so i think it was in england um it was in the economist that um childless adults are every bit as happy nowadays as adults which just the conventional wisdom would be you'd feel this gaping 
hole in your life, but no, they have more disposable income, they have more freedom, they are, you know, they're able to, um, you know, pursue interests and stuff like that. So do whatever you're into. But the people who are like, I'm not sure, I'm, I'm starting to think I might be getting to a point where maybe I could consider. <laughs> I think I yeah. made a girl cry one time at a bar because she told me that, and I was like, mm, shit or get off the pot. Wow. <laughs> That's interesting. Oh. I feel like very recently, like in the last six months to a year, I got to a place where I was like, oh, I definitely have to have kids. Mm-hmm. And before that, growing up, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to have kids or yeah. we'll yeah. see. Like when I was little, I was really afraid of childbirth. Like I went through a <laughs> lot of phases with it. And then yeah, I don't know what happened in the last, whatever, six months. But my body was mm. just like, no, we got to do this oh, someday. It'll get worse. It'll, oh, I, I didn't want any terrible. kids until I hit 25. And like, oh, I need to be a mom someday. Oh, it was just like, like in my head. Christmas future. Yeah. It was oh, like very. the opposite. Yeah. Really? I continue to like want them less and less. Oh, as you wow. get older. Oh, Why do you think that is? Because your life um, gets doper and doper. Think- <laughs> <laughs> Probably. That was what I was assuming. Yeah. 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 I mean, also, I, I'm on a plane like at least every other weekend, if not more. And. I'm seeing kids at their worst all the time. Oh, I'm yeah. seeing kids at their worst and parents at their most unhappy. Yeah. And it's just easy to see that a lot. I also see very cute kids and parents that look very happy with them. But I also, I've always felt a little scared. Like, what if I have kids and I still think my cats are cuter than my kid? <laughs> uh. <laughs> like, what if I'm just, what if I'm uh, like gambling too high and I and it breaks? Like, what if I actually have the best thing right now right. that I love my animals so much yeah. and I might just always be somebody that loves animals more than kids? You should try Googling, oh. I love my cats more than my children and see what kind of results come up. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that would be a treasure trove. <laughs> yeah. See, I, I have know. no feelings towards animals, which I know makes me sound like a monster. Wow, yeah. I don't wow. know if we can continue to I be th- friends. Yeah. I think they're really cute, but I don't have any feelings of like, I don't feel like I need an animal right i'm, I'm the same as you i'm also right, a sociopath same. yeah oh. right yeah i'm total sociopath i get it like i just you know there's no part of me that's like oh i need i need a cat or a fern in my house but like there is something in me that's like yeah i need a baby oh probably my womb i've seen like a golden retriever puppy on just like walking in new york and i've cried like oh. that's where i'm at where i if i see something that's that precious i just like my body only knows to be like <laughs> God, look at you. Yeah. Like, I'm that person oh. that will stop somebody's day to be like, I need to just hold it for I a little cry bit. That's puppy. the answer on who's the crazy one. Yeah. Well, I've cried. I've just, cried looking at babies. an hour, but we got there. I, we cry, got I cry at strangers' dogs. Yeah, Welcome is, to self-help. That's but fair. I've had the same reaction to babies. <laughs> Haven't you had that? Oh, that, that's the thing. The when way Kelsey feels baby. about that puppy is like, sometimes I've seen such cute babies where I like, I tear up and I'm like, too. what is wrong with me? But that started happening around 25. I didn't have that feeling at all before then so i don't know what happened <laughs> yeah you were an early bloomer because at your age i was still like nah that's not for me Oof. so i changed i was i'm a flip-flopper is what happened <laughs> i think that happens to yeah. a lot of people I, yeah i mean there's no reason that it should be uh at the forefront of your thoughts when you're in your early 20s right yeah, yeah i couldn't imagine you got magic to do i couldn't imagine that <laughs> <laughs> Um, one thing that really struck me, everything, okay, so the book He's Just Not That Into You is, it's essentially the title just repeated over and over and over again to book mm. to book length yeah. and in book form. He's pretty much the only point that he has, which I kind of respect him for. That's I, I was, most self-help books. Well, right. I guess I went into it 
thinking or assuming that he pulled punches a little bit, that ultimately he would he would um he would give women a spoonful of sugar to make the medicine go mm. down. Uh, that if he actually told them what the truth, he's just not that into you, that it wouldn't have been as successful as it was. So I'm um happy to see that he did not pull any punches. He just threw the exact same one over and over <laughs> yeah. and over again. Yeah, he talked about that on the episode that he was not a fan of sugary self-help books and mm-hmm. that if he was going to write one, it was going to get right to it and not sugarcoat anything. Yeah. So he right. talks about that on our Yeah, he says the title should tell you the answer. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and yes. he did that. <laughs> yeah. So most of it made um, perfect sense to me. And like I say, it was pretty much the same thing over and over. There was one thing that really struck me. Well, let me give you the first part of this. Um, girls are taught a lot of stuff growing up. Do you... Uh, the, the second half will take us on a weird path, but let's just start with that. Is that true? Like, did you, you did you feel like you were being groomed for motherhood, or you were being groomed to be a princess? Because I, as a boy, I don't feel like I was groomed to be anything, but I'm willing to believe that we mm. in our society raise boys and girls differently. Mm. That's interesting. My dad always wanted boys, so I was kind of raised as a boy mm. and a, a very tomboy. I was always played sports. Didn't have a lot of like girly type of toys. I mean, I had some, but I didn't feel like I was being groomed one way or the other. I felt like it was a pretty well-rounded type of childhood in that respect. And now you can be standing up, which is so useful. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I it's the best. Yeah, it's... Have you seen the lines at the ladies' room? <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's a nightmare. Yeah, Delaney great. just makes eye contact with every single one while she's emptying herself (laughs) worst comes to worst i'll take off my top (laughs) did you feel like that kelsey um i mean i feel like growing up girls watch a lot more romantic comedies and shit like that that obviously feeds us certain ideas of what we should want and what is considered romantic and right and all that but But nobody forces them to watch them they choose to watch them yeah that's true i mean we definitely have more of that like girly like ooh, i want to see what this is like to watch jude law fall in love with cameron diaz you know like holiday great movie such a good movie um it's almost christmas it's almost time we're we're about to (laughs) review a book called the defining decade and there's a whole chapter in that book about how we don't really go through any classes in school about finding a partner and what Mm. you're supposed to look for and what makes a marriage successful. And so then we're just out in the world, just trial and error all the time. So, uh, I mean, I know I went my previous relationship. I found out afterward that he had borderline personality disorder. So with a concept like he's just not that into you, it's like, well, sometimes it's a lot more complicated than that. But you don't know about personality Mm -hmm. disorders until you are in something like that or unless you're like a psych major in college. So... I don't know. I feel like that kind of got away from what you were asking, but it was very interesting. Oh, I think so. I think, I think young great. girls are told to be like, "Oh, be careful! Don't do that!" A lot more than little boys. Oh yeah. I think little boys are like, "Oh, that guy's climbing a tree," but if you know your little girls wanted to climb the tree, you're going to be a little bit more. Oh, she's so dainty and fragile. Um, where I feel like that can probably. I don't know, change a little bit to be a little right. bit more right. you know, neutral. Well, and you're told, you know, much more as a little girl, like, you know, don't don't go anywhere by yourself because right. you will get raped and murdered. Like, right. you, there's that whole darker element of things. I felt like I was groomed pretty heavily, but I grew up really religious. So I was, like, raised to be a virgin until marriage and, like, yeah. you know, very submissive to my husband and, like, all that kind of stuff. So, mm. I mean, as far as, like, very conservative grooming... I right. Mm, interesting. Yeah. No. It sounds like you got, you got groomed. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> you got groomed. I'm actually. You got groomed, a new reality. There's show. a bow on my cheese hat. 
So. <laughs> <laughs> like Very. be ladylike. Were you told to be, be ladylike? Yes. Don't swear. Don't do this. They put of. me in uh, ballet classes when I was a kid because my mom was afraid I wouldn't be graceful enough. And wow. I was like, um, I'm just fat. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make me dance in jeans over my leotard, please. <laughs> I don't know if this is too personal a question, but uh, do, do you feel like your mom wanted you to become the sort of like ladylike lady that she was, or that maybe she felt like, oh shit, I'm I need her to be even more ladylike than I was ever able to be? Mm. You know, I don't know. It's I think it's all so ingrained in in. When you grow up in church, it's so ingrained in the religious aspect of it because, you know, you're raised to become, like, women of God. And so much of how you're raised is based on, you know, what the Bible says. And so I think they're just going off of that template more than they're like, I'm trying to make them like me or I'm Mm -hmm. trying to make them better than me. Um, But I think all parents want to raise you better than they feel like they were or help you avoid mistakes they made or yeah. feel like they made. Right, right. Yeah, Everybody definitely. wants to correct the, the mistakes that they made in their exactly. life, whereas their kid will avoid their pitfalls but have all new ones of their own. <laughs> yes. Right. So the, here's the, that complete uh, statement, which was the only jarring note that I found in the whole book. Um, girls are taught a lot of stuff growing up. We're all programmed to believe that if a guy acts like a total jerk, that means he likes you. Mm. Also, um. shortly thereafter, if a guy punches you, he likes you. Do you feel like all girls are taught that? As a little <laughs> kid. Well, as a little kid, like in elementary school, it's like, playground. oh, the boy who's teasing you usually has a crush on you because they don't know how to deal with their feelings or y- yet. So yes. I get that part of it. It's totally. like, oh, he's teasing you. He probably has a crush. The whole punching and thing, uh, I mean, it, that all changes when you're older. It's like yeah. the, the teasing becomes, hey, you want to go on a date? So right. I feel like. Right. If there's physical punching then obviously that's some very serious deep issues right yeah yeah. that's not i'm gonna go ahead and say that uh, a boy over 12 punches you uh, that's a red flag yeah yeah (laughs) oh yeah oh but then i was i was talking to a coworker the other day about his game plan and strategy for picking up women and he does friend zone them and like neg them and do all that stuff to get them to like him and the worst part is that it works so it's like okay sometimes if he is being a dick he is into you but he's going to come out at some point mm. i have a so, guy friend right? that does the exact same thing he's yeah. a comic and he he fully does that yeah like that's his plan yeah i used to work just, i'm sorry i used to live in an apartment that clearly the previous <laughs> occupant had subscribed to i'm forgetting his name neil who wrote the game neil Strauss. i was just gonna bring uh, up the game yeah. yeah that's where all this shit really was right. codified and really brought into the culture it existed before that but how everybody found out about it Apparently, I don't know if Neil Strauss still goes around talking like the game works, but he's still, or at least he was as of five or six years ago, making money on it on the side because this guy was getting newsletters. Really? About like this month in negging. (laughs) Whoa. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But I feel like even that guy is going to tell you he likes you eventually. Like even even Mm -hmm. the guy who's playing the game, they're going to make some moves where it's like, okay. He's been playing me this whole time. Yeah. So I feel like you're going to know eventually. But some guys, yeah, they're just never going to yeah. be into you. At some point, he'll be like, hey, I really like you. And you'll be like, really? You what? do? And he's like, yeah, you idiot. Of course <laughs> yeah, I do. Exactly. You're yeah. so stupid. You couldn't so tell. stupid. <laughs> yeah. Pick up on my negging. You're an idiot. Yeah. yeah. But if like a year goes by, he's not. He's not even negging you. He just doesn't care. Yeah. Yeah. Shit, you know? Yeah. All right. Well, on that note, unfortunately, <laughs> we need to uh, to wrap this up. Thank you very much, ladies. This has been fun. Oh, yeah, so much fun. Having us. So nice. You Such good questions. Are yeah. At Taylor Tomlinson. These are all Twitter. Sorry. I know you guys are Instagram. Um, okay. Can I see Tom Horse when I'm talking to? I feel weird about saying Instagram whore to a lady. 
<laughs> Instagram oh. pores. We're not. <laughs> we're trying. We're we're becoming slowly. We're blossoming we're, into yeah. thirstier Instagram people. Yeah, but we're okay. hoping to get there. For yeah. now, your Twitters are at Taylor Tomlinson, at Delaney Fisher, at Kelsey Cook, and of course, the podcast is the Self Helpless Podcast. Yes, thank yes. you thank so you. much. Thank you. Why won't it let me? Be-